0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: Now, there's lots of discussion around um, the protests that have been taking place in East Wall in recent weeks and now in other parts of the country as well. And we spoke about it here on the show a little earlier this week. And during that discussion, some of the residents, some of the people who got in touch with us on the programme asked me to come down to, to see the protest because there's... Was lots of debate about whether the the protests have been infiltrated by far right members or whether it's residents. So I decided yesterday I was going to go. I held down to the protest at East Wall at five o'clock yesterday evening, um, just to see for myself what it's like to talk to people. What are they protesting about? And I got there, as I said, just after five. Um, there was a there was a large crowd, you know, gathering a real mix of people, all ages, men, women, children, all gathering outside, um, the building. It's the the big ESB, the old ESB building and to look at it, like it's just located between, right beside sorry, the Aldi and the Little Shops on either side of the main road but it just looks like any other big office block it looks like our own office here in, 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 in studio um, it's just two big office buildings there's nothing residential looking about it and there were a lot of people gathering, there was a guard of the presence there there were a lot of guards there from, from early on and I just spoke to people who were there standing outside the uh, the building about why they turned up last night. This is the community all coming up together to protest against these buildings. As you see, they're just made up of glass. There's no insulation on that,
3: so it's not enough to for it.
2: The turnout here tonight, is this reflective of other nights? Yeah,
3: well, except there's no right, right-wing people here, which brings down the crowds. It's just local community. If you see, it's all made up of women and children and our husbands. That's the plan. We're going to do it three times a week. And... Already we're hearing from other local areas they're going to start participating in the protests in their area. In this
2: protest or?
3: In their own individual protests and, and coordinate with this protest. I'm here because there was so many people put into that uh, premises and we weren't told. I just live right at the back of it and I'm just worried. I'm speaking now for the elderly of East Wall which I am one of and I'm worried about them. And I'd say they're they're after having two years of COVID, afraid to go outside their house. Some of them haven't even come back out yet. And now they're going to be stuck in again in their houses.
2: And why are they afraid to come out? What is it that they're fearful of?
3: They're fearful of uh, what people are saying in that. I mean, they do... Some of them still do read the papers and, all, and getting things in their door. The things that were put in the door were put in too late, telling us they were coming when they're already here.
2: So that's some of the people who were there last night at the protest gathering. And um, I suppose I was probably expecting there to be a speech or chants or, you know, something through a, a megaphone or a speaker or something. Um, but there wasn't. And I don't know if that was just last night or if it's reflective of every night. I can only speak about my own experience of, of being there. But after maybe about 20 minutes or so, when, when the crowd gathered, um, they made their way towards the port tunnel along along the road and they walked along the road. I mean, it was a quiet, peaceful protest. Um, the guards were there, as I mentioned. There was at least two guard the cars, quite a number of, of guards out on uh, on foot as well. And, you know, they walked um, alongside the footpath, along, along the crowd. And they made their way up to the junction um, just before the port tunnel and blocked the road. And I noticed as the crowd started to walk up Um, towards the traffic, like you're talking now probably around half five, 20 to six on a Wednesday evening, Uh, rain was just starting, dark night, and you could start to hear then the cars, you know, beeping their horns. So the beeping and beeping the horns and the windows are down and the people are clapping, clapping, you know, cheering. Um, And I very much felt it was a show of support rather than angry motorists aggrieved um, by the blockade at the Port Tunnel when they're trying to get home probably from, from work in the evening I'm not saying that's the view of every motorist but certainly that was the sense the feeling you got there last night so when we were up we were at the blockade you're standing there right in the middle now like I mean right in the middle of the road I put a video up of it last night as well on, uh, on Twitter at Lunchtime Live NT I spoke to this woman who was there at the blockade about why she was there
3: We're actually protesting since last Saturday week. Um, We heard there was a few hundred men going in, men only. If it had been women and children from the Ukraine, people wouldn't have a problem, Genuine people wouldn't have a problem. But there's men going in there, we do not know where they're from. They haven't been vetted. Are they supposed to be from war-torn countries? Are they seeking asylum? If they are, from where? You know, they just arrived in with no consultation whatsoever with the area, and that's the problem. East Wall is very small. And for these few hundred people to be coming into our area, just as well the doctors. We can't get an appointment as it is with our doctors. Kids have to go outside the area for school as it is. So what's going to happen if they have to be integrated into the area?
2: I suppose a lot of the discussion around this is that people here today are racist, right-wing. I I mean, how do you feel as a resident? uh,
3: Absolutely not. Like, the shops in East Wall, the local Lord mayor was bounded in a Muslim man Mohammed he's what is amazing
2: so that's the, the blockade we're standing there for about 30 minutes I'd say and then the crowds start to make their way back down to the starting point right outside the, the ESB building just across from the Aldi and the local Lidl um, and again when the, the, the crowd and the protesters turned to make their way back again the motorists started to to beep the horn and, and to clap and to cheer um, and they've been waiting, I'd say, approximately about 30 minutes or so. But there was no, you know, big effort or any issue with trying to get people to move on. It lasted about 30 minutes and, and people moved. Not everybody there, I should say, wanted to talk. I approached many, many people as they walked towards the blockade and back and asked them would they speak, and a lot of them didn't want to. Um, but I did chat to this guy about why he was there.
0: I live around the corner on North Strand Road, and to be honest, I don't support protests. I think there are um, genuine concerns among the local community around housing, uh, around access to healthcare, around access to childcare. Uh, the genuine concerns don't include rape and murder and all the kind of uh, horrific things that you can hear and hear through megaphones and all the rest of it. It's absolute lies and uh, it's, it's horrific. The people with genuine concerns are also the people who are busting. Uh, under the dead of night and uh, are running from uh, various
2: conflict zones or, or problems around the world. How do you feel about the charge that's been levelled at residents, that everybody here is racist? Um, well, I'm, I'm not here to join the protest. I'm here to give an ultimate voice. The government didn't handle it well. The government
0: mailed these people in the dead of night without talking to the community, without getting them on board, and that was a massive mistake
2: you know when i spoke to people along the walk last night um people who didn't want to chat on air a lot of them a lot of them talked about the lack of consultation um and the need for more consultation and i suppose that the need to have been well not the need but the desire to have been told um, in advance about this whether you agree with that or not is is your own opinion but that was definitely the key point I suppose the one point that kept, kept coming up time and time again last night and you even heard that guy there telling me he doesn't even support the protest he came down to in opposition against it but like he even made the point a few moments ago that he thought the whole thing had been badly handled by government um, there's now protests in other areas I saw parts of Cork mentioned last night I spoke to a woman who was there from Ballymun um, she was just there to to lender support last night, people from Rings End too. And that one point kept coming up about debate and engagement and discussion. And this woman told me that she feels the residents think that they, they can't or they're not allowed to have discussion about this issue.
1: Really, I'm really uncomfortable with the whole thing. I think it's just so wrong. But I also think there's something going wrong in society that we can't have an open debate about people coming into this country. What is our immigration policy? What is our policy in terms of people coming into the country? If we can't have a debate or disagree or agree on certain topics. Where does that leave us as a society? That we can't have a, a, an honest to God conversation with one another without being branded a racist?
2: So, so you feel that even, I suppose, by virtue of the fact that you know you're here tonight, you're at the protest, you could potentially be in the background of um, you know video or social media coverage. Sure. The fact that we're talking here tonight, do you feel that even by just asking questions about what's happening, effectively seen as being racist?
1: Oh, absolutely, without a shred of doubt. Who's coming from a media perspective to these protests and reporting on them? Because they seem to be going over to the right wing and focusing on the right wing element. And don't be under any illusion. There are a few Looney Tunes here. There are. But leave them off. They're nothing got to do with us. Mm. We're residents in the area. We're from the area. We're hard working. People in this community are such hard working individuals. We haven't received any information in relation Mm. to these Is
2: that a real bone of contention here tonight for people? Yeah
1: the fact that you can do this overnight and you know the most the, the, I won't even say it's funny because it's not funny it's sad the saddest thing about all of these this is that these individuals are bust in at night time why were they bussed in at night time from the, again the humane part, point of view the humiliation of, of it of it all why do they need to come into a, a derelict office building in makeshift rooms
2: so that's just a flavour of some of the views um, down there last night and no, I, I didn't, you know, um, like look to speak to any one or any two or three people in particular. I, I just went up to anyone and everyone that was there, that was at the protest, that was walking along towards the poor tunnel and back and asked them would they talk to me and as I mentioned a little earlier, you know, a lot of them didn't want to um, but it, it, I suppose it was just to get a sense of what is happening and what are people's concerns. So I want to hear from listeners today. Do Do you think, is this something that you agree with? Are you concerned about voicing your opinion? Or is that actually the issue here at all? Is that just being used as a a smokescreen? Like, are there legitimate concerns? And are we even able to have an open discussion about this? That last lady talked about, do we ever have discussions about immigration? Or is that just, is is that not the issue in your opinion? So give me a call today if you want to talk about this we've an open platform here we want to hear from people 1800 is the number you can drop us a text either that's 53106 at a cost of 30 cent um, Heather is with us on the line Heather's a local resident Heather you've been listening there to that uh, to the report from last night well just first of all do you support the protests Heather?
4: Uh, No, no, I I don't. Um, I'm just representing a couple of us who have formed a community group who who really have a growing concern about the protest and, you know, we're really saddened by the fear and the lies and the misinformation that's being spread and and using the protest as the vehicle for that. Um, we together a couple of us in Eastwall have come together and we've spoken so much this week about values and community values and overwhelmingly we've heard the words you know welcoming friendly great community it was one of the main reasons why i moved to the area and um, because of the the openness that was i was i was received with you know um, and we really are just open to people to encourage people to come out and, and, and speak about what's going on. We're open to having residents join the group, you know, to speak up. And most importantly, we want to welcome people who are seeking asylum into the area. Um, often, like, communities can feel like they have been left totally in the dark, often resulting as you know, of a result of the the system, the systemic under-resourcing. And one of the things that our group is invested in is ensuring, you know, we receive the right funding to help us become adequately resourced for all of the integration that's really needed. Um, you know, communities need adequate resourcing for this, and that's what we do acknowledge. And it's both for the pre-existing residents and for the new residents mm. as well. Um, but I am really saddened by what's been going on, um, because we do feel like people are using these protests as a Vehicle to spread information and lies across the community.
2: I have to say, and I mentioned it, and you, you might not have heard that, but just at the start, Heather, um, there weren't any speeches or chants, or, you know, there, there was nobody, I suppose, leading this in terms of delivering a speech, certainly for the, the two mm. or two and a half hours that I was there last night. Yeah,
4: and, and um, I don't think there there needs to be um, a big speech. But I think when it comes to these protests and, and, and protesting outside of the centre or in the areas, you know, my, my view on that is can we not just redirect those efforts to protesting against the people who can make real differences to everybody in this area who are the government, you know? Um, let's throw up to the housing protests. Like, we do need more housing for everybody, but it's, it should be housing for all. And I think we're protesting efforts
2: in the wrong area. So you um, think there's no legitimate concerns then being raised by yeah, residents. Yeah,
4: I, 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 I don't really, as a resident myself, I'm not concerned.
2: Okay.
3: You
4: know, okay. I, I don't have a concern. I, I was welcomed into the community with open arms and I felt like, although being from Cork originally, I've never once felt othered or, you know, and I think everybody should be feeling the, the same thing and East Wall is an amazing place to live. Um, it has such a strong community spirit and, you know, as I said, everybody has been so welcoming since since I joined, and why can't that be the same for anyone else who comes to the community?
2: So under resourcing was another um, another topic that came up a lot when I spoke to people yesterday evening. So mm. your your point is that, like, there's you know a lot of the services are already under resourced. Like yeah,
4: and exactly and like we well, you know the the it's there there has been under resources made and and we do need additional funding um we do, we need additional funding for for community services for integration but for pre-existing services as well and for pre-existing residents um that. that- that funding is to cover everything, you
2: know. Okay, I do want to ask you about the uh, the point that was made by the last um, the last caller that I spoke to you a few um, a few moments ago. There, Heather, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, and the point she made was that you know she said, um, well, she actually told me uh, you know that she she's not from the area. I suppose similar to you, she you know moved moved to the area or, or relocated mm-hmm. there um, a number of years ago, and she said that she feels that you know people people can't talk about this you can't ask questions you can't ask you know why this particular facility or like whatever the queries are her, her point is that there's little debate and no engagement is that a, is that a fair point do you think
4: um, I'm not sure. Like, to be honest, I think if you want to have the conversation and you're having a conversation in a respectful way, and it's a, it's a two-way conversation, uh, that's fine. Like, we, we all need to get the information and people need to become informed about the realities. But the problem is, is that there is so much misinformation being spread, so much fear being spread now, um, that it's becoming so predominant. And that's what people are, are believing. And unfortunately, they're the things that we're up against, you know, so... I, I personally feel like I can have a conver- an open conversation about it. Um, so I, I can't really resonate with, with the person that, that came on the call earlier.
2: Okay. No, listen, Heather, thank you for, for getting in touch with us, for sharing your view with us here today on the programme. If you want to drop us an email, live at newstalk.com. That's Heather, who is a, who's a local resident there in East Wall. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, a little earlier, we were talking about the protest in East Wall in Dublin last night, but we're asking, do you feel we're able to have open discussions about immigration because that was one of the points that kept being made when I spoke to people who were at the protest in Dublin last night. Uh, quite a number of people have been getting in touch with us. There's tons and tons of text messages and I do want to try and get to as many as I possibly can today on the programme but I do have um, Graham with us on the line. Graham Cl- Clifford. Graham's the founder and the CEO of the Sanctuary Runners. Graham, will you just tell me first of all what is Sanctuary Runners?
0: Yeah, good afternoon, Andrea, and thanks for having me on. So the Sanctuary Runners were set up in 2018, and basically we use running, jogging, and walking to bring together everybody in the community. But that includes, of course, the asylum seekers and refugees who uh, might otherwise be quite isolated. Um, we now have groups in 30 locations across the country, um, you know, of uh, varying different uh, levels of activity. Um, and since we started, we've had about almost 10,000 people who've run in a sanctuary runner's top our our principles I suppose are solidarity, friendship and respect and we're we're all about solidarity rather than charity and about bringing people together in a positive way Andrea
2: So do you feel then Graham, you know having been involved in this for for quite a while now is there open engagement on this issue or or like many people you know have been telling me and contacting the show and texting in today like are people willing to engage?
0: Oh, of course they are. I, I think this is part of maybe the problem, that uh, not enough avenues to engage are available in society. So like what we would see ourselves as is a bridge, I suppose, over which people can uh, cross to get to know each other. Because often you have uh, a vacuum of information, and in that vacuum of information, as you well know, you know people can have misconceptions. It can work both ways. It can, there can be misconceptions amongst those that come to Ireland about the Irish community. And there can be misconceptions in the irish community about those who come from other places but we what we've seen is that by creating shared experiences um i'm involved in a, another group called one town one voice where we use singing so by creating shared experiences that bring people together in a kind of a positive way you suddenly see that people start to realize that when we talk about uh immigrants often um, we talk in, in statistics. You know, if you listen to a news bulletin, mm. it's, it's all about statistics, percentages, numbers. These are real people like you and I with the same dreams and hopes and concerns. But it's only when you get to the point that you understand that and you feel that that you can actually make a rational decision, I think, okay. on your viewpoint about, about immigration.
2: So whose role then is it, Graeme, to provide that information? That, that You know, to, to, to ensure that that vacuum you talked about isn't left void
0: well you know in ireland we have a thing called the migrant integration strategy and it's it's been gathering dust for many years uh and it's a strategy in name only really like on the ground it's very hard to find initiatives that actually help bring people together you know that's 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 why i do a lot of the work i do so i think you need over time um and and this is going to be something that's with us you know forevermore Uh, We need a strategy that works on empowering local communities and helping local communities to to get going with initiatives that bring people together. Because social cohesion and community integration, Andrea, they're not just nice to have. They're just intrinsic for social cohesion in a country, for for everything from governance to law and order to everything. I mean, it's just imperative that we don't go down the road of the U.S. or the U.K. or France by having parallel communities within a community. And the thing we have in Ireland is strong local communities, generally. And we have decent people. And I believe that by a proper strategy being developed by government, you can undoubtedly help on, at local level to bring okay. more people together. So, and, and that's very important.
2: Does that mean that the strategy that, that the government have at the moment, does that mean it's not working then, in your view?
0: In terms of local community integration, it's very hard to say that there is a strategy. It's, it's quite scattered on, and you have local initiatives that pop up, and they might get a little bit of support. But what I'm saying is you need to do this. You need to do this everywhere. You need to ensure that if somebody has an idea and they want to uh, do that for the good of their area, to bring everybody in it together, that they should be supported. There should be a, a clearer structure in which to do it. At the moment, it's like somebody you know, will set up something and it'll last for a while and then it'll peter out. What I'm saying is, you know, have a, have a good resourced uh, long-term okay.
3: um,
0: local community um, strategy. And then you'll see the, the fruits of that. Because it's very important for everybody. None of us want to live in a community where there's strife or where there's anger or where there's horrible things being said about people like off the top of one's head. It's insane. And we want to treat each other with respect. And that needs to be supported. Because it can't be down to individuals, you know, we we try to do our best as okay. individuals, but we need to do it as a country.
2: Um, Paddy, and
0: we can do it as a country. That's very
2: important. Yeah. Paddy has got in touch as well with us here in the programme. We were talking about the uh, the protests a little earlier on the show um, and the point being made about whether or not people feel, you know, that we're having open discussions about this. Paddy, why did you get in contact? Are you there, Paddy? Can you hear me all right? No, you're not there. You? No, we'll try and reconnect and so with uh, with Paddy on that. Um, some of the messages then coming in to us here about this today. The people of Ireland should have a vote on matters like this. I think the problem is that if the taxpaying residents of Ireland are not talked to and the government just press on ahead, even though we have a lack of housing and transportation, I think we we no longer live in a democratic society. This texter on 53106 says the government won't allow discussion on immigration just because people have concerns doesn't make them racist. People should um, should not be afraid to speak out and have discussions. This listener says we have far too many immigrants I think coming into the country we're overloaded we're struggling to find Irish people in the city anymore or a small island according to this texter um, a few more of the views coming into us as well here on the email that's lunchtime live at uh, newstalk.com um, why why are you giving air time to racism today for hundreds of years Irish people had no problem leaving the Emerald Isle heading to the US Britain and Australia I'm totally ashamed to be Irish at the moment says this listener Claire is on the line air, or sorry is texting in, in Wicklow to say no we're not allowed to discuss immigration in any meaningful way anymore at all anybody who raises even the mildest or most rational concern or question is instantly branded racist. Now, Paddy is with us on the line. Um, Paddy, you were in East Wall, or you're a resident there. Are you? Do you support the protests?
5: Uh, no, absolutely not. Like, I'd start off by saying East Wall is a brilliant community. Um, I heard Gary Gannon say in the last week or so that 40% of the north inner city um, is non-Irish born and I'd say that's reflective of East Wall and that's you know such a huge positive and that's one of the things that attracted me to the area in the first place it's there's a really kind of genuine diversity um, and kind of vibrancy to the area. Um, I think the protests like I think so many people who live in the area are really just horrified saddened embarrassed by it And they're nearly unsure of how to articulate it in a kind of constructive manner with a view to, like, how do we bring an end to this as opposed to further kind of fanning the flames. So I I think that's a genuine concern for people because I speak to a lot of people in the area in the last week and, you know, everyone I'm talking to is just really appalled by it. Um,
2: So what does that mean for you, Paddy, given that, you know, like, what day was yesterday, Wednesday, I was down at the protest. There was one on Monday. Um, I was chatting to residents who were there last night. You know, there's going to be another one. There's another one tomorrow, Friday, like right at peak, you know, traffic time at half five, six o'clock. And I was told by people, yes, this is going to continue going to go on next week the following week the week after that so i mean how do you how does that sit with you as a resident
5: well i i think there's a responsibility on residents in the area to actually look at this and be like how, how do we bring it to an end um I, my frustration with a lot of the is, i think one it's by a lot of sort of right-wing groups who don't have any sort of genuine concerns in terms of what this means for the community i think they're just trying to incite hate and it's fear-mongering and you know that's very much apparent if you look on twitter in terms of who's trying to kind of drive the conversation on twitter these are people who are sort of who've been kind of i suppose beaten this room for years now this isn't these aren't necessarily people who live in east wall who are have genuine concerns so I think that's one thing worth stressing. Um,
2: okay, all right. I think
5: the other thing, if people are uncomfortable with with us, I think it starts with articulating what these concerns are. And you know, everyone has a right to protest, and that's a good thing. But those protests need to be aimed at policymakers, not at vulnerable people. So if 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 you're, you know, if if there are genuine concerns there, that means one, contacting your elected representatives. And if you think protest is the way to bring this to a head, doing okay, it, okay. you know, outside Lancaster well, House, well, not well, on the doorstep of vulnerable people.
2: OK, no, look, it's, it's, it's a fair point, Paddy, and, and thank you for getting in touch with us about that today. And we're asking, are there legitimate concerns here? Uh,
1: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money.
2: Weekdays at midday on News Talk.